Welcome to Heaping Spoonful, a twice-monthly conversation with restaurateurs, chefs, growers, and others who have helped generate the legends associated with eateries across the Mid-South. The team at Benny Keith is proud to sponsor this adventure with the goal of preserving the stories that have helped cultivate an amazing food scene across the Mid-South. So kick back and enjoy a heaping spoonful. Greetings food lovers, I'm Kelly Bass and I've been ingrained in the Mid-South food scene my entire life. My mom was a decent cook, but we also went out to eat a lot when I was a kid. My parents always loved to tell the story about when I fell over backward in my high chair at a popular Mexican restaurant in the Heights neighborhood of Little Rock, Arkansas when I was 18 months old. Fast forward a couple of decades and I began reviewing restaurants for local newspapers, something I did more on than off for over 30 years. Today my wife and I build our travel plans around where we're going to eat, delighting in new food ventures whenever we go across the Mid-South. Today on Heaping Spoonful, it's my pleasure, distinct pleasure, to visit with Anthony Valinati, the owner and chef at DeLuca's Pizzeria on the main drag of Central Avenue in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas. Welcome, Anthony. Good morning, my friend. How are you today? Great. Glad to, glad to talk with you. So, what a wild, strange trip it's been. <laughs> I still don't understand it. A, a Wall Street wheeler dealer uh, who, best I heard, you met a friend in Vegas, and he said, you need to come check out Hot Springs, Arkansas, and here you are. Kelly, the story is so unbelievable that uh, I still can't believe it. I mean, it's been almost six years now that the Lucas is open, and I never thought I'd, I'd ever get this far, to be very honest with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, since you're recording this very public podcast, I can assume you're not in the witness protection program. <laughs> what, what does everybody think that? <laughs> well, you know, like Italian roots, relocating from New York to Hot Springs, but you're way too... You mean the Vegas days and you the colorful characters I, you know, I grew up in Miami with in uh, California and L.A. and... Yeah, well, yeah. I, I can understand that. Yeah. So you opened DeLuca's in around Thanksgiving time of 2013, and I'm just going to tell you, I cannot remember a restaurant that got so hot, so much buzz, so quickly. Um, it's been a foodie's paradise. I mean, I heard, started hearing about it very soon. Did it? I mean, from the get go, has it just been nuts? It really has. It's been. Um, Again, you said it's it's been a long, strange trip. And, you know, we opened the six-table restaurant in literally the ghetto of Park Avenue, basically, right? And I decided that I was going to put a gourmet pizzeria in uh, in this area. And, uh, I, you know, again, it was just something that I wanted to do. And I, I fell in love with the area when I, when I came down here. When my buddy sent me this way, I knew this is where I was supposed to be. And I was just grateful for it. And I don't know how the, the word of mouth spread so quickly. I mean, we don't really advertise. We don't really do... Very much of that. It's just been really all word of mouth, and I'm extremely grateful for that. Well, you know, I, I was lucky in the old days when before Yelp and TripAdvisor. You know, I had a newspaper uh, restaurant review that I got to do, and so it wasn't like many people had a chance to get on any kind of media and talk about restaurants. But now, of course, we've got all kinds of local bloggers and really interesting and excellent food reporters uh, who work for themselves right here in Central Arkansas, and they really got on board with you from Greg Henderson to... Kevin Shalin to a bunch of those guys, and they've become friends too, right? They have, and they, they've been very, very kind to me because we've always discussed the idea of what it really was. Again, you had a guy who had no idea what he was doing. I, I never worked in the restaurant business. Uh, this really all came about from the death of my both parents within two days of each other, and uh, I just wanted to immerse myself in something that was so outrageous that 
it led me to this path, you know, and uh, I think it was a very cathartic thing for me just to try to, to try to understand how to make pizza and what it was I was trying to do. I think we showed people something a little more unique than what was available down here. For sure. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't reticent. It wasn't very readily available of what we did. And uh, I was very fortunate that people seemed to like it. Yeah. And you know, and that's the thing about pizza. It can be so many different things to different people and so many different styles. And there's, you know, pizzerias that have been around hot springs forever. I mean, rods and Rockies that are all really good pizza, but it's a very different style of yours. Now you went to Italy to, Learn how to make pizza, is that true? I did, yeah. After my parents passed away, uh, I, again, I became very disenchanted with everything. And um, I just went to Italy. I went to, I went to Europe. I hadn't been to Europe yet. I traveled most of the world other than Europe. And um, I found a little old lady uh, that I lived with for a couple of months in Naples. And she really, really was the impetus for me to learn how to cook. And she taught me how to cook. It was, the funny thing was uh, she was actually, uh, she told me she didn't cook, which was the greatest part about the whole thing. She said, I don't cook, I don't cook, I don't cook. And I looked at her kitchen and I said, lady, I know you can cook, so why don't you just go make me something? And uh, it turns out she was she taught uh, cooking at the University of Naples. <laughs> so it, it, again, this this crazy life of mine somehow led me to this crazy path. And, and I met her and that really, really changed the idea of what uh, this, this all became. That's uh, very cool. I remember when I first heard about DeLuca's, they said, now, if you want to go, you better go earlier. You better call ahead because... They make a certain amount of dough every day, and once that dough's gone, there's no more pizza. Is that is that just the nature of making dough? It is. I mean, we you know we look at it a lot differently than than everyone else. We, um, I, you know, having more of something, whatever, it, it just it didn't make sense to me. And we were going to make so many doughs a day, and that was it. You know, and we were going to make those doughs with such great care and such great love that it, it was. It's a twenty four. 30-hour process to make the dough that we make. That's how I learned it. I still make it right. by hand. It's all done the same way, like I said, if we were still in Italy. Um, so I didn't know how to do it any other way. So if we ran out of dough, we ran out of dough because I, A, didn't expect anybody to show up. Yeah. <laughs> okay? And B, I just that's what I had on hand, and I kept that model for uh, the entire time that we've been in business. Yeah, and you can't just whip it out if it takes 24 to 30 no. hours. You know, it's just going to no. be a time. No, sir. Now, of the pizzas that come out of the oven at DeLuca's, is there any per certain certain percentage of them that you make yourself, or do you have? Have you trained all your staff on how to do it? Well, we we've got people to start finally making. And I think uh, I made pizza pretty much every one of them for the first four and a half years. Yeah, and you know, to start a restaurant at fifty years old is probably not the best idea. Okay, at some point, and and Rusty knows my lifestyle. It's not the easiest lifestyle of anyone. I like to travel. Uh, I like to do a lot of fun things, but. Uh, We've we've had to change. We've had to uh, train everybody to well, sure. to be able to do it. Yeah, if, if you're the the single point of failure and you're not there, there's no pizza. That's not really a sustainable model for sure. No. One thing also, and yeah, I've I've eaten lots of things at, at Delucas, but I remember just getting my first, you know, antipasto platter, and I was like, the quality of those meats and cheeses, and then the quality of the ingredients on your pizza. I could tell that you you take great care in making sure that you get great products uh, and and therefore a great result. Talk about the ingredients that go into what you make and and kind of where you get those. Well, I think that was really the whole the whole point of it was 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 to make something that was exceptional. I, I didn't start out again. I you know I always say this is basically springtime for Hitler in Germany, right? This is the producers. This is not supposed to work. But if it was gonna if I was gonna do it, I was gonna fail on my own terms. And I, I, I didn't know how to cook, but I knew what I liked, and I knew the things that I loved, right? From growing up in New York and, and having lived, in again, in Miami and California and Las Vegas and all these, these great cities where I got to eat such incredible food, 
I knew what I wanted it to taste like. And then when I got down here, you know, there's such great produce uh, that, that was grown here in August. Sure. So I don't think people really quite realize how how abundant the soil is and, and how, how how many beautiful things come out of the ground here. So you try to utilize that. And then, of course, I tossed, you know, I, I tortured Rusty to find me things that, that nobody else were using here. So Benny Keith would bring you... Very things. much so, yeah. I, in fact, Rusty just found me tomatoes that I'm, I'm just in love, absolutely in love with. And, and I'm the kind of person who I'm never happy with this. You know, everybody says it's great. Everybody says it's this. And, like, I'm the person who still goes, I can make it better. Yeah, well, that, that's super cool. Every day. I mean, I, we just finally got pepperoni. Rusty just finally got us pepperoni in that I've been looking for six years to get. Okay. So it's never that we're that good or I don't believe in any of that. It's like I can always be better. I can always make this better. And I want people to enjoy it more and more. The best thing that anyone can say when they come in is that this was even better than the last time we were here. Well, that's that's fabulous. Well, I'll tell you, I, um, I'm a big fan and I have, have been many times. And so but before we got together today, I just looked around on, on your personal Facebook page and on your restaurant's Facebook page and everybody is screaming Big kudos about the burger. <laughs> so all of a sudden, who knew? So my, my New York pizza man is making a burger. I had someone last night say, oh, my God, it is so good. How does he make it so juicy? I uh, I have I need to get help. Okay? Well, <laughs> I mean, I need therapy at some well, point. Tell me about that burger, though. I mean, is it, again, is it just ode, it, to, ode to great ingredients? It just started. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. Again, it, it, the simplicity of if you look at it, it's just nothing more than a bun, you know, a piece of some cheese and, and some meat. And I am, honestly, as much as I love pizza, the hamburgers were my whole life as a kid. I mean, that's really all I ate. And it's always been kind of my de facto go-to lunch thing. Sure. I mean, there's nothing better than a hamburger, yeah. right? And um, I kind of got tired of the people making hamburgers, telling me that these hamburgers are so great. And this, and they really weren't. And I would literally have to come up here at Little Rock to either the South End Main or Doe's, yeah. right, to get a cheeseburger. And I don't want to drive two hours, you know what? So I said, you know what, I'll make it myself. And we started playing around with uh, some different, um, you know, just different combinations of meat. And then I found a butcher in New York where I get all the meat from, and he made me some samples, and we tried them. And then he hit on this one thing, and it was over. And as soon as we took the first bite of it, we were like, okay, there's nothing that tastes like this. Wow. There's nothing that tastes like it. So did you have to get any new, uh, I mean, you have a flat top, or how do you cook them? Just <laughs> we cook them in a pizza oven. Poop in a pizza oven. Cool. <laughs> Guess as long as you know how much time to leave them in there, that's no problem. Well, that's the funny thing. You know, we were actually we were talking about this last night with uh, Zach, who was, uh, you know, uh, who, was, who was in charge of the kitchen for us at the Lucas. Um, and, you know, we threw a cast iron pan in. And I actually, I did this many, many years ago. I tried to cook a steak in the oven. And for some reason, it just didn't come out the way I wanted. It tasted pretty good, but... What I realized then it, over the time was that I didn't keep that cast iron in there long enough to make it hot enough, right? Yeah. So we've got to heat these pans up for about five or six minutes, and then we're cooking them. We're cooking hamburgers now at like 725 degrees. So, but the funny thing was is that after three minutes, it came out perfectly medium rare. Yeah. And after four minutes, it came out perfectly medium. And we kept doing it, and it kept coming out the same. You know, the results became the same, and we're like, okay, this is how we do it. And, and it's almost foolproof in a lot of ways now. We set the timer. We flip them, and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, I've heard they're fantastic, and I will be having one next time I'm there. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a little break uh, here on Heaping Spoonful, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back with Anthony Valinati. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heaping Spoonful. We at Benny Keith Foods enjoy talking about the food scene almost as much as we enjoy providing the top quality ingredients that help restaurateurs 
and chefs across the Mid-South create their magic. Now let's dive even deeper into the culinary world with your host, Kelly Bass. So welcome back to Heaping Spoonful. This is Kelly Bass. Um, we hope you're enjoying the conversation with Anthony Valinati from DeLuca's Pizza in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Again, a place that has gotten more buzz more quickly than almost any place I can remember in Arkansas. Now you're almost six years in. I will tell you, we've talked about your commitment to ingredients, your commitment to the processes that make your food so good, and your commitment to continuing uh, to, to work to improve. But I also know you're committed to your customers and you're committed to being a seen around your restaurant. And I, I think, based on my experiences there, your presence out in the dining room is really important. Is that something you just comes naturally? It's like you've never met a stranger? It, it, you know what? It, it was very funny when I first opened that I just wanted to see if people liked it, you know, and I just wanted to say thank you. I mean, it's, to me, you know, everybody's money's green. They can go wherever they wish to eat. Uh, I just wanted to make sure people were enjoying themselves. And honestly, the feedback that people gave me really kind of helped me understand what it was I was making. Okay. I didn't really have any idea what I was doing. I mean, I, people still, you know, people really don't understand that I made two pizzas literally before I opened this place up. Yeah. My sister looked at me and said, you're absolutely crazy. You know, you really can't do this. And I said, you know what? I, it's something I, I just need to exercise this demon in my life. And I, and I really, really, you know, wanted to try it. So when we started to, when we first started doing this, I, it was just so wonderful to see people that actually, came in and I just wanted to say thank you. Sure. And I feel the same way today. I mean, it's the same, I get that same buzz when I see people in the restaurant where I'm like, I can't believe these people are here. You know, it, it always shocks me. It really does. And I'm not, and I'm just being absolutely honest with you. It always, it, it always amazes me that people are in my restaurant and they wait in line now to get in my restaurant. And yeah. I can't even understand that. And, and your restaurant, you, you know, started down on Park and, and now I guess about, in October of 2018, you moved down the street on Central, right, even mm-hmm. more in the main drag than you were. Was that, I know you have more parking, I believe you have a bigger kitchen. Were there other factors that, that made you decide you wanted to move? Yeah, it was just a great opportunity. A really dear friend of mine, David Hafer, had come to me, and he owns Core that was next door. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he has had some issues with them, and I was like, well, I'll just take that building. And he looked at me and said, well, I didn't know you wanted to move. And I was like, David, if I had an opportunity to be there, I'd love to be there. Uh, literally, this all happened from June until uh, September. I think it was we, we moved out September 30th, in fact, last year. David and I looked at the building next door. He purchased it right away. They built it out within six weeks. We closed for 10 days, and we were open again. So it was an amazing turnaround uh, to, to be able to do this. And what we've seen is that the, the air conditioning is better, the, the facility is better. You know, we, you don't want people to come to your restaurant and be uncomfortable. Sure. You know, uh, again, I'm still learning what it is that to, to make a, I, I don't know what makes my restaurant that's much fun or this crazy because it's one of the craziest places you could ever eat in. <laughs> it's sort of like a nightclub and I, I know, I don't, I don't, it's got all these crazy components to it, but it sort of has a life of its own, which is interesting to me. And we want people that we encourage them to have fun. We encourage them to come and eat great food. Um, uh, that's what the experience is all about for us. So. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, do you have more seats in the... In the no, room? actually, we have less seats. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because you had that other side that was pretty big in the, in it was. the original one. So I know you're, uh, you've are you built a lot of friendships with customers. You're very much a known entity in the Hot Springs uh, community now. And you were the king of the world's shortest St. <laughs> Patrick's Day parade last year. 
Right alongside the woman who uh, has su- Superior, right? Yeah, Rosie. I, I love Rosie. Rosie and I started our business pretty much the same time. Yeah. She opened in July, and I opened in November. And uh, when Steve Harrison came and told me that uh, he was going to make me the king of the parade, I literally ran out the back door of the restaurant. And I was <laughs> like, no. Come on, Steve. No. That's cool. Well, so I, I see, again, you said you like to travel. Are there any kind of... Uh, Cool adventures in your future that are coming up? Yeah, actually, Monday, I'm actually, uh, I've got a great opportunity Monday. I'm going out to Los Angeles. I'm actually cooking for the owners of uh, Santa Anita Racetrack on Monday. Oh, well, widely so, considered the best racetrack in the United States. Yeah, uh, Frank Miramonti is a dear, dear friend of mine. And Frank was the racetrack announcer at Oaklawn. Yeah. And uh, he's sort of, how, he's, I kind of talked him into maybe opening a little pizzeria in Santa Anita called Frankie the Pizza or whatever it is. And, uh, he kind of wants me to spearhead the idea of it, and we're just going to go give it a try on Monday. That's great. And then I'm going to go to San Francisco, and then I might be stopping in Vegas on the way home because, you know, who can fly that long? Potentially, potentially. <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Well, I will say uh, it, I know that Santa Anita is considered one of the greatest race or the greatest racetrack probably overall, and I think Oakland Park and Hot Springs has kind of gotten to be number two with all the big purses and having triple crown winners. Oakland's amazing. Yeah. Oakland's a great influence on uh, on the city of Hot Springs. And what they're doing in the, in the development of that property is just going to be, it's only going to make Hot Springs better. No, it really is. It's only going to make Hot Springs better. That's for sure. So you're chosen to be open four days a week. You're open Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you rest, I hope. No, I travel. You <laughs> travel, yeah. I, I do. I like to travel. I like to go and eat. I like to, I like to see different things. Um, I, I think at my age, you know, at, at 56 now, it's... This has been an incredible journey. It really, really has. And I, I will rest. Like, some days on Monday, I can't get out of bed. We're, we're, we're really busy. Right. I, I can't move, Kelly. I mean, I, my body literally, because you're there so many hours and you're on your feet. And again, I'm not used to that. I mean, I, I never really did that. I had a desk job pretty right. much most of my life. Uh, so it, it does take its toll on you. But it's, it's, it's so satisfying at the end of the day to know that you've worked that hard. And you've, you know, I, I always believe that the idea that you... In order to you know to do something really good, you have to overturn every stone that you possibly can. Sure. And if you and if you do that and you go through the rate and you go through the process of, of of creating something and you put your back into it, you're going to be happy with the results in the end. Well, that's great. So you freely admit that you know six years ago you didn't really know what you're doing. You, you thought you can. <laughs> Hopefully, pe- based on the first two pizzas you ever made, that they were going to be pretty good. And Some you, people still don't think I know what I'm doing, but that's, <laughs> that's okay. Is there anything in particular that you know you wish that you know now that you wish you'd known back then? Yeah, probably not to do this. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I would do the exact. I would make the exact same mistakes because the mistakes led to these incredible finds. You know, to the, right. you know, I learned by making huge mistakes, and thank God I had the, uh, a thought process where. Okay, I've made that mistake. I'm not going to make that mistake again. So let's see where that that takes us. I mean, it, that's really the evolution of this, uh, of the whole product was really, really based on that. I mean, we haven't really changed too much as, as again, uh, what we put it on. It was really about how to make dough. That was the hardest thing that we faced. And uh, my team and I, have uh, we've overcome that. And I will tell you, and I mean this sincerely, I could, if you just made dough with nothing on it, maybe a little bit of olive oil and garlic, I would just eat the dough. I mean, I, I, I love it that much. Thank you. Well, listen, I appreciate your time today so much. Um, I'm very excited for what you've done and what you've got going and what you're going to do at DeLuca's. And I, again, I applaud your spirit of continuous improvement and you're continuously having fun. So Anthony Valinati, everybody, if you are in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and don't go to DeLuca's Pizza, you are messing up. So be there on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or play somewhere else on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
Thanks again for tuning in to Heaping Spoonful. I'm Kelly Bass, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you. What an honor. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Heaping Spoonful. On behalf of all of us at Benny Keith Foods, Mid-South Division, please know how much we love connecting you with the legends of the culinary scene and their unique stories. I look forward to the next time we can offer you another 